0: Konnichiwa and welcome back to another episode of Japan Rugby Weekly. I'm Doug the Translator and we're nine days out on the start of our League One. Can't wait, I'm going to be going through the other signings of Div One for the season. Ikimashou! Konnichiwa, welcome back to another episode of Japan Rugby Weekly. Like I said, I'm Doug the Translator and this week... We will be going through the second half of the new signings for Div 1 in League 1. It has been a long time between drinks. Mainly because I had a great idea to do the Conference A signings like a week before the World Cup started. Um, And then obviously you don't want to be putting out non-World Cup content uh, during the World Cup. No one wants to watch that or listen to that. But yeah, so very exciting times. All the teams are in their final stages of our prep for the upcoming League One season. And uh, it's getting a bit chillier here in Japan. Um pretty warm still for the end of November during the day, but very nippy in the mornings and the evenings as well on the chitensha, or on the bike. But you're going straight into it. Firstly, Rugby News of the Week. <laughs> this week's News of the Week is the info on the cross-border rugby 2024. Uh We've got two Super Rugby teams, the Blues and the Chiefs, coming to Japan um in the first weeks of Feb. Uh, so we've got Santori versus the Blues on the 3rd of Feb at Chichibunomiya before Panna versus the Chiefs on Sunday on the 4th at Kumagaya. The following week we have the Chiefs up against Kubota on Saturday the 10th of Feb at Chichibunomiya again and then then, lastly, on the same day, uh, we have Canon versus the Blues, the tenth of Feb at Nipponza. So, uh, yeah, four games in the cross-border guess comp or games um, this year. Just two of the teams from Super Rugby coming over, but um, very exciting to be able to see Super Rugby teams in Japan play against the top four teams from last season in League One. So, um, the only thing it's a bit of a obviously a shame is the timings. Um, super rugby there in their like pre-season so obviously these will be used as part of their pre-season games i'd imagine league one they would have played i think about six games there and then they've got a four or five week break while these cross-border games happen uh so the other eight teams that are in Div one just have no games during this time it's just a big mid-season break basically um so yeah that's something that you i guess hardly ever see in any comps um but then for these teams as well, you'd obviously want to be playing your top members, or everyone would expect you to play your best team against uh, these Super Rugby teams, and doing that mid-season when nothing's necessarily on the line, apart from I guess pride and and showcasing the uh, game overseas to different uh, you know rugby spectators. Um, it's a bit of a risk with most of the season still to go after you play these you know basically exhibition games. So um. Yeah, I hope get a huge turn for them. I hope um you get great games of rugby as well. But yeah, mostly I guess I hope um the teams aren't neg- negatively affected by having to play these. Um and yeah, I guess it, you know, affects those teams that aren't playing in them as well. I mean, all these teams, they play for a week in that month block that we've got off, and then they've also got three weeks that they've gotta get through before the League One restarts again. So this is really the only place you can put it. Um the super rugby teams wouldn't want to do it in their uh, preseason and, you know, they've probably got more of the power at the moment, but um, yeah, hopefully it's something that continues and they can, uh, you know, work out the best place to put them in. It's a big success, but that'll all um, start with these four games in Feb. So something to look forward to um, at the start of next season. I'm not sure what kind of teams uh, the Blues and the Chiefs will be bringing over. I uh, we've got two games there, so maybe even they might, you know bring a big squad and just give most of their players one game each um hopefully they bring competitive teams across otherwise you know there's not much in it for the four teams playing from Japan side but yeah very exciting hopefully um like i've said we see a great brand of rugby and we see uh big japan crowds um to support the boys but moving on to uh, the rugby that's happened more recently, going through the preseason games that have happened over the weekend with around, around the grounds. grounds this week. Uh, it's the final prep for a lot of the teams. There are a few teams that are playing this week. Uh, the Boers included, but a lot of teams, um, had their final game of the preseason over the weekend. We had starting with the D Rocks against uh, Honda, the D-Rocks getting a good win 36 0 against Honda. It's a good prep going into their div two season where they'll be looking to get back up after uh winning, you know, every game in Div two last year and then going down to Kentetsu in the promotion relegation game. So they'll have, uh recruit well again with you know guys like Krevi in there. Um Tamura from Santori going there as well. So a lot of uh strengthening down by the D Rocks and Honda getting promoted to Div one this year. Obviously not the result they would have wanted, but like I say, um pre-season's on about the result, it's about um, what you can do in season, so be exciting to see uh, what kind of season Honda have in their first season back in Div 1. Uh, Next we had Toyota against Yamaha, they played two games uh, back to back I saw a couple of names in both of their teams, so a couple uh, had a bit of crossover, but Toyota uh, winning game 1 38-33 before uh, Yamaha won the second game 38-14 so I think would have been a bit of a mix of squads there. Both teams using more than 30 players. Um, next, we had the Liners against Corbe played at Hanazono. Uh, Corbe winning 38-19. Corbe were winning 33-0 um, at half time. But Liners uh, had a bit of a fight back in that second half. Saw on socials this week that Quade Cooper, he came off earlier, looked like for an HIA. But um, he put up photos of his jaw. I think it was jaw uh, with a bit of a fracture. So. I've seen people play with, you know, fractures and things in the past. A lot of that is, I guess, pain, tolerance and functionality. So can't see for sure if he's going to be there to start the season. But a bit of a blow for Kinteta who who missed him the whole of last season where they were only able to get one win in a uh, regular season before he came back to get them those two wins against the Drox. Um Next, Toshiba against Kubota. Toshiba had their two All Blacks, Frizell and Mwanga, uh, playing. And they got a good win, 50-28 uh, to 28 against Kubota. Um, yeah, just looking at, I guess, their brand of rugby. And, you know, those guys they brought in, they look like a pretty strong team going into uh, this season. Kubota, the champions of last year. Um who play a real, you know, big power game, have a lot of big athletes that they want to use to get that role on, and uh, they'll be looking to carry on their success from last season onto this season. Uh, going into a bit of Div 2 action, we had Shokie against Dokomo. Uh, Dokomo winning 24-7 here. Dokomo then new the uh, promoted team from Div 3 to Div 2, um, getting a good win against Shoki. And yeah, Dokomo are looking uh, pretty good at the moment, going off their pre-season games, obviously. Um, And yeah, can't wait to see how they go once we get into the real season uh next we had Rico against Kenan. Rico getting the win 33-22 against Kenan. Kenan last season had a you know great season being top four uh Rico had a mixed season they started slow and then got back into it towards the middle and uh, end of that season last season and yeah good win for Rico against Kenan and uh can't wait to see this rivalry of the uh, printer companies um once we get into the real games i'm sure it'll be another big game uh, when they get in season as well a uh, bit of a rivalry between these two companies and another big rivalry in league 1 is Panna against santori where the wild knights are losing to santori 41-48 on the weekend so santori getting the uh, chocolates in this preseason game this was a game that was played uh over, I guess, three halves. The third half was 30 minutes, so 110 minutes of game time. So, uh, I'm assuming a lot of chopping and changing there in game. So, like I said, can't read into it too much. Then, lastly, uh, we had the Bores against NEC Green Rockets. The Boars winning 33 uh, 12. The kickoff here was a bit delayed. NEC were caught in mad traffic um, when they came to the Boars. It ended up being played uh, towards the end in the uh, lights at our training field. Um, Bores getting a good win, 33-12, like I said, against NEC. And our NEC got a lot of uh, big, strong athletes um, centred around their fullback, Lemeke. So, yeah, they are uh, the team that dropped after they lost to Honda in the uh, promotion relegation game. So they'll be looking to get straight back up to that Div 1 this season. So exciting to see how they go. And um, boards have one more game uh, this week, this Friday, against... Uh, Yamaha Blue Revs So the Boers will be going across to Shizuoka to play that game um, in their final uh, game of the preseason. So yeah, that is the Around the Grounds for this week. A lot of games to get through. Two weeks out from the League One season is when a lot of the teams are going to have their big final preseason game. So a lot to take out of those games. You saw a lot of uh, teams playing what would likely be their starters um, for this first game of the season. So yeah. Um, a lot to take out of those games, and then moving right along uh, to the main part of this podcast. I uh, always talk about wanting to make them short and sharp, and then I waffle on. But uh going conference B, new signings starting with the Panasonic Wild Knights. Are uh, there two notable signings? Two youngsters. Uh, we got Lockie uh, Barnard from South Africa, the lock, and Xavier Stowers, uh, formerly from the. Gold Coast Titans in the NRL, I think, are the flanker. Um, so two young players, possibly not going to get too much game time this season, but, uh, Panna do like to bring in young foreigners and build them through. Um, so when they do get the opportunity, they, are used to, uh, Japan rugby and have been, uh, here long enough to, you know, almost be classed as, uh, native players. So a bit of an investment it looks like for Panna for the future. Uh, next we have Cannon Eagles who have, uh, signed Matthew uh, Philip from the Rebels, the Lock, the Aussie uh, International. They also have Lekima Nasamira, uh, who went to uni over here, the Fijian Lock slash Flanker slash number eight. We'll see what he uh, plays once he gets into the professional uh, environment. Those are the positions he's played for a Tokai at uni. I also have a couple of Santori recruits, the Canon coaching staff have a bit of a Santori influence there, so they've got a good, uh, so they've had a few good recruits come from Santori to them in the past. They've had, uh, Nakamura Shunta, the hooker, come across, and also Iwai Hara uh, the prop. I've also had Ogawa Kanta, uh, join them, the prop as well. He's come from the, uh, lower leagues, the JR West Nihon Railers. Uh, in Japanese, it says the Leilas, and you know, I, I had no idea what a layla was, um, had a look, and it's actually the Railers, because they are um, the JR company, they, you know, run that train company over there in the west, so, um, yeah, if you're ever wondering what a layla is, it's a Railer. Um, moving right along to Toyota Verblitz, they have signed nine new players, this is all not including the early entries that came through uh, from February this year, so they've already played or they've already been eligible to play for League One um, partway through last season. So not counting them, we've had nine new signings for Turda. Just rattling them along, we've got the two All Blacks, Bowden Barry, Aaron Smith. You've got Tom Robinson from the Blues. You've got Josh Dixon from the Highlanders. You've got Siyosaya uh, Fafida, the Japan international, who's come from uh, the Liners. you got Sudo Genki, the prop from uh, Santi Sangoliath. Former Japan International, you've also got Arita Ryu here, the hooker from Kobe who has played for Japan in the past as well. Then we have uh, Eparama Tuvunivono, now hopefully pronounced that right, but the prop from Lisho Uni, so another foreign born player who's uh, come through the Uni system in Japan. And then we have Filiami uh, Leia, who is a center slash uh, winger from the Kudan Voltex. Rico have also got a few signings this week, uh this season. They've got uh Oji Shun and Lulu Pear. They are both hookers. Uh Lulu from Manly in Aussie and uh Oji from the Brave Lupus. They've also signed the flanker uh Kihara Otoya from Kyushu Kuden Voltex and Semisi Tupo, brother of former Japan international William Tupo, who's come from uh Panasonic to the uh, Black Rams. And uh, Simeshi plays centre slash uh, winger as well. Next, we have the Mitsubishi Heavy Industries Dynables. I've got Marino Makaere uh the number eight from the Highlanders. We also have Jack Stradden, who has transferred from the Toshiva Brave Lupus this season, uh, the halfback. We have Tony Shiovaifu, the centre, who's most recently been playing for the Dokomo Red Hurricanes. We've got Yoshida Kyo, flanker from Toyota Verblitz. And then lastly, uh, joining... The team uh, late is James Grayson, who's come from uh, Northampton, uh, who plays 10. Uh, so there's, those are the five new signings for the Dynabors. And then lastly, for Division One Conference B, we have the new signings for uh, the Hanazono Kintetsu Liners. You've got Andrew Makario, the hooker from the Highlanders, uh, James Blackwell, Locke from the Hurricanes, uh, Brenton Benter, uh, a centre who's also played uh, in the Lions. Under 18s, so young player coming through, and lastly we have from the Shizuoka Blue Revs, we've got Kobayashi Hiroto, the uh, centre. So those are the four new signings for Kintetsu Liners, and that rounds out all the signings for Div One League One other uh, season. I will update all the uh, new signings from conference a as well uh those ones i've already basically announced on the potty so i won't go through them again for you but uh, they'll be updated on the uh instagram post that i put up a few weeks ago and um these ones I just talked about will be up on the gram as well um yeah sorry for a bit of a waffle but those are the notable signings for the season the games that have happened and next week we'll be going through a preview of all uh games in japan rugby league one so hope you are uh, Look forward to that we're finally coming up to uh, the start of the season can't wait uh, it's been a long pre-season but yeah um league games make all that prep worth it so um yeah can't wait again thanks so much for listening uh, Thank you for the comments and messages coming through if you want a message uh you can do that through japan rugby weekly on instagram we also have Weekly at gmail.com on the uh, email if you want to send through anything any questions any requests anything like that and um yeah, thanks so much for listening. Uh, full credit to the Super Rugby for coming over in February for those uh, cross border games. There will be a game of four games, <laughs> uh, between the top four teams from last season in League One. And, uh, thanks to the ladies in the kitchen for, uh, putting on this great spread that we call rugby. And, um, yeah, arigatsu and I'll, uh, talk at you again next week. Thanks for listening to another episode of the JRW podcast. Make sure to rate and share the pod if you enjoy it. And don't forget to use code JRW15 at the ANR Pro Checkout for a 15% discount. Arigats, I'll talk to you next week.